and welcome to I'm on my period piece. I'm Lindsay. I'm Molly. And we're the Sherman sisters. This is actually the second time we've recorded this tonight because I accidentally deleted our first 20 minutes of discussion. I'm choosing to view this as God's providence because I might have just been... Who knows what kind of goofy stuff I was saying. I couldn't be the first to tell you. Some of God's greatest gifts are unanswered prayers. Such as... What is that? That's a Garth Brooks song. Is that so? Yes. Man, that man really has locked up his entire discography. Yeah, I was going to say, it's been really difficult for me to, like, get intimate with the canon because right. of <clears throat> yeah, it's his behavior. Yeah, it's yeah. ridiculous. He um, gatekeeps. He gatekeeps his entire back yeah, catalog. he's garth-keeping. <laughs> <laughs> well, this week we watched The Life of Brian, which I had never seen. Uh, you? I had seen, like, the first 30 minutes of it. Our, um... A US, European or, history. Well, yeah. World history world for history, me. Yeah. Teacher uh, started to both. show it to us. But as I was watching it, I was like, oh man, I hope he had a plan to avoid some uh, There's pretty some pretty spicy scenes. Rather blue content in this Rather film. blue. Yeah. You, you do see... Um, a whole penis. A whole penis. whole penis. And a couple of Merkins in this film. The, the 70s was like, it's not enough. More. <laughs> More! They about, were pubic hair maximalists, I would they say. They were pubic hair yeah. maximalists. And it is so jarring when you watch those yeah. movies. Because it's yeah. like, I can tell you what I'm looking at here. <laughs> <laughs> it obscures the entire situation. I wonder if that... I mean, I know there's been discussion in the past several years. Like, I think Sherry sent us an article like five or six years ago that was like... It's back, girls. Stop waxing. That's not true, though. But I don't feel that it ever got true full buy-in. I, I can't. I can't, that that was the first and the last I ever heard of that. I know. It's, but Sam's saying I'm, now that I'm wondering if we're swinging back into the '70s aesthetic of things. I think that we're sort of, swinging back into the '70s in every conceivable, measurable way. <laughs> like, <laughs> girls, we're gonna live it. <laughs> our our conflicts. Mm-hmm. Uh, our Omni Shambles, I would say, yeah, resemble yeah. the 70s in an almost eerie way. Yep, it's true. Um, but you know, the 80s seemed pretty fun. Yeah, <laughs> maybe we'll get there. Let's get back there. I'm going to keep hoping the next decade's really going to be the one to stick. Yeah, for sure. My 40s seem like a great... Yeah. It's going to be a great time for world peace. Um, <laughs> I've decided. I've decided. Um, anyways, we did already record a sync up. Uh, yeah. I mean, the long and short of it is I, I do be watching things. Yeah. That is that is the long and short of it for you. Yeah. For I sure. I made banana bread last night. Oh, yeah. Okay. You did tell me this. That to come home to. Was it just standard banana bread or did you add the chocolate chips? Or? I did add chocolate chips. I think it really benefits from and it. I had to sort of retrofit it because like... I search banana bread recipe as I do yeah. every time. It's, I don't have like a tried and true that I no, stick by. I usually just find the all recipes one that everybody uses. I usually do that, but it was like two to three bananas and I had already mashed up four. So it was like <laughs> Googling like banana bread, four bananas. <laughs> <laughs> I just did that the other day looking for um, a recipe for tzatziki with no cucumber. <laughs> yeah. Whoa. Can you just tell me how to make just the yogurty part of it? So that's, so that's just like kind of just sour like a, cream. Like a dill garlic yogurt. Yeah. Yeah. You just don't, you really don't like cucumber I that much. I don't mind it. Parker really You need something it. kind of solid in there though, I think. So yeah. maybe you could put in like bell pepper or like. Yeah. Oh, I bet I could grate a bell pepper. Because mm-hmm. yeah, they call for like grating a cucumber. That's the other thing. I didn't want to grate anything. Oh God, I hate grating. What I an hate grating. absolutely You're irritating You're signing up task. for injury. Every time. Yeah. Ugh. How have we not improved on this? We've seen, you, we just saw an ad for like the Roomba of um, 
lawnmowers, which feels right overdue, yeah. but also like if we can do that, surely we can send something unassisted with blades. Surely we can into find a, a way to automate grading. Yeah. You know, like I, I know you can use a potentially food processor. might be what the food processor is. Yeah, but I don't think it quite. It's not the same thing as grading. It would probably get a similar effect, though. Yeah, but like it, you could do something that's you know oh, along you know the same Actually, principle as like a meat slicer. I think I think my food processor has the top that has that. Basically, it's a meat slicer, but I think it may have a oh shredding. I should try it. Yeah, give it a go. Yeah, um, we have barely played with our food processor. Well, we have a crack in our canister. Oh, <clears throat> so great. I need to like, figure that out. It's part of the same base as the uh, blender, too. Oh, tight. It's a, it's a, we got the whole ninja set up when we got married. That's nice. You know, yeah, I don't mind it. Yeah. <laughs> There's so much in my house that I'm like, oh, I forgot that a 24-year-old made this decision for me. Well, you what know? do you mean? I think a ninja's great. Oh, no, I think it's great. It's great. Like, I don't feel confronted by that. I actually yeah. think I made really good choices on everything yeah. on my registry. But, Thanks like, sometimes I'll, I'll look at it and I'll yeah. be like, that was a whole ass little girl who made that call. <laughs> I have thought that recently about some of, we still have, like, all the same stuff. Like, same dishes, same silverware, whatever. And, like, if I really wanted to replace those, it's not. You've been married 10 years. It's not wildly expensive to do so. You mm-hmm. know, like, I'm not going to go get the same level of fancy dishes that I have mm-hmm. but like I could go to Crate and Barrel and get like eight of yeah. one random kind of white bowl for like I don't know 50 bucks yeah you know always an option so might be something I'll tackle at some point I think I might completely redo what I'm up to with my cafe bowls from Anthro oh yeah I just did that at Christmas yeah yeah that's pack. smart yeah I, you know at the it falls into like kind of a college pattern of like I'll yes. get rid of these I'll acquire new ones yes it's like I want some cohesion where yes, I live. Exactly. I like peace where I live. I agree. We used to just sort of piecemeal buy latte bowls at Anthro. Yeah. Like, oh, the yellow one's on sale today, so sure, I'll just buy this one. Why not? Does it go with any of the other colors I have? No. Do I care? I have so many Anthro no. plates for this reason. Yeah. Oh, I do too. Just but like those weird I won't little like sandwich plate sets. Yeah. You know? I have a bunch of Christmas ones keeping those i have not got to that level of christmas yet and it's time that i do well okay you know what's so funny you and i were discussing christmas when we were out at anthro yesterday yeah, i'm about to start sticking my entire foot into christmas i'm so ready but like we were both like god i wish it was christmas time yeah and it's only april but then we started watching this movie last night parker watched the first half of it with me and i was like that is so funny that the first scene of this movie is the is it christmas is the manger scene yeah yeah Man, I think they, did they sing Silent Night at one point in this movie? I think they did, right? Maybe, yeah. That's one of my favorite songs. Love that song. (laughs) Maybe of all time. I love Christmas music. Yeah, it's great. Man. It's crazy that we just like, like, it's like, no, I can't listen to Silent Night in April. Why not? Yeah, yeah, you can. Why can't I? Right. Yeah, it's a great song. Um, What have you been up to? You know, uh, I was starting to tell you before I deleted everything. That um, I'm about to switch over the girls' rooms. Actually, I think I've like gotten most of the way through the discussion. Switching over the girls' rooms this weekend so that we're getting rid of the crib, moving the twin size bed into the little one's room, giving a bigger bed for the the big one. And <coughs> the oldest is like mostly excited. Like she's like, I'm gonna miss this bed. I like it so much. But she's had it since she was I two. I can't wait till she has a one woman show. I can't either. But 
she mostly was excited when I like let her choose what her bed frame is going to look like. And, um, I had already bought the bedding for her in 2020 when I was home and bored one day, I got hit with an (laughs) ad from Creighton Kids for this bedding and I pounced on it. You sent it to me like the same day too. Because you were like, this is so pretty. It looks like anthro. And I was like, it does. Let me look at this. But it's it's for little girls. And so <laughs> I bought it. That's a good nursery theme, too, is anthropology, but for little girls. For little girls. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. That's kind of, you should get Ingrid to show you her um, vision board for her daughter's was room. Was it anthro for little girls? It was beautiful, as Man. you might suspect. Of course. Um, but anyways, I... Um, I I'm excited to like get her room set up. The baby, you went with me and like helped me pick bedding for her. But at bedtime tonight, I was asking her if she was excited. And I was like, you're going to get a bed like a big girl. And she was like, yeah. And I was like, and we're going to say bye-bye to your crib. And she was like, I don't want to say bye-bye to my crib. (laughs) And I was like, okay, we can give it to another baby that might need it. And she goes, but it's my (laughs) crib. She was like... No, like you don't understand. I'm obsessed with this. <laughs> so um, she understood every part of that argument. She just is like really, I don't know, <laughs> dragging her heels through toddler like milestones. Like she's like, I don't want to use the body. Can I? Sure. Will I? Absolutely not. You know what? It's her lifetime too. You know what God. I mean? Yeah, it's true. <laughs> So, I mean, I'm assuming she'll learn to use the toilet before she goes to kindergarten in a few years. We'll see. I, I, she's going to do it on her time. On her, well, but she's just like, there's just going to be one day when you realize that she knows exactly the run of show and oh, does yeah. not need a single note. Yeah. And could have been doing it the entire time. Probably. Yes. Yeah. I bet. I would not be surprised. I would imagine she's actually incredibly competent at the bathroom. Oh, yeah. I'm sure she does. Yeah. yeah. I'm sure she can. Like, I mean, today when I picked her up, they were like, she only had one accident today, which I'm like, that's, I mean, every day she has an accident. So I'm like, <laughs> is it an accident at this point? I feel like she's kind of just choosing to not go, but... <laughs> Um, but apparently she goes like most of the time successfully at school, but then at home we're like, Hey, do you want to go use the potty? And she's like, no, I don't need to use the potty. Y'all should literally pull out a calendar and be like, when would be a good date for you to commit (laughs) to being done with this? I bet that would work. I, it would give her some choice. You're kind of back on that. You're kind of the marigold whisperer because you're like some baby sister (laughs) as baby. Let me tell you. (laughs) Yeah. Here's what would have worked on me. Um, but yeah, I mean, or you should just find two cool events and be like, we can pick one or the other. Yeah. You have to be potty trained by them. Mm, So that's what mom and dad had to do with me. Yeah. Sesame street. Yeah. I should do that. But like, I don't know. Like, I kind of feel like executive function is sort of a struggle for three-year-olds. So sort of being like, keep, no your, eyes on the, keep your eyes on the prize, baby. You know what I mean? Like, yes. if I tell her about, like, Daniel Tiger Live or whatever today, uh-huh. by tomorrow, it's a memory. <laughs> Carl, what are you, you talking about? I think about? you have to do it within one sprint. <laughs> yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, so, like, blam, I bought the tickets to this. Yeah. I, I need to know with a high degree of confidence <laughs> <laughs> that you're going to be battle ready. <laughs> and then she'll look me dead in the eyes while we're at Daniel Tiger. <laughs> Mommy, I just had an accident. I know it. I know it. Man, maybe. God, oh, the other day she was wearing panties and like doing a good job. We were mm-hmm. so proud. But her club, like her favorite place to hang out is the pantry. 
just catch her. She'll just. Oh my god, I used to do that. Yeah, she'll just go in there and walk in there and like it's her office. I don't know. And we're like, (laughs) we'll open the door and we're like, what are you doing in here? And she's like, just playing. She leaves her doggy in there. She leaves books in there, passies all the time. (laughs) I think she's playing shopkeeper, from what I can tell, because I've seen her like stacking up the cans (laughs) and stuff. (laughs) But she was a whole other life in there. I know. She was in there for like a few minutes when I was like. Hmm. And then all of a sudden she like opens the door. Uh-oh, I had an accident. And she had pooped in her panties. She Gross. said, where isn't the bathroom? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So I, I don't know. She's just a lot. In like some ways she's, like my oldest is very strong-willed too, but I think in a different way. Like... She's also, like, extremely people-pleasery, so mm-hmm. you'll be like, baby, it would really mean a lot to me if you could use the bathroom. <laughs> and she'd be like, got it. And then how may I exceed your expectations? Yeah. Can I do so I'll by... i that up to P1. Is there anything else I can do while I have you? <laughs> exactly. And then this one is like, okay, well... <laughs> well, I heard your... Take a number. ...your input. <laughs> Certainly I'll take it into consideration. <laughs> I'll get to you when I get to you. Please sit down. <laughs> You know, so anyways, <laughs> what a time. Uh, but yeah, should we talk about this film? Life of Brain. Life of Brain. I have not seen it, as I said earlier. Uh, I don't know if it was in this recording or the last, but... Hard to say. Hard to say. Um, but uh, it's one of these uh, Monty Python goofs, goof-alongs. Mm-hmm. And I had remembered that George Harrison produced it. Oh, wow. Okay, so I read this story about it today. Like, Parker... Reminded, I, I was like, oh yeah, didn't George Harrison produce this? And he was like, yeah, yeah. Um, basically, he was a longtime fan of Monty Python and said, I'd want to see that movie. So he funded it. And one of the guys said it was the most expensive movie ticket that he could have bought. Um, wow. But what happened was that they were due to start filming on a Saturday. And the Thursday before, two days before, the studio that was publishing it or like producing it pulled out the funding <clears throat> because the executives had finally read the script and they were like, Oh no, 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 no. This is going to get us in so much trouble. Like this, yeah. is, there's no way this will be worth it. And so they reached out to George Harrison, who at that point was, I think what, 30 years old. Yeah. A bit like millionaire, many, 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 many times over. Yeah. I guess that's probably Just a young, right? a very young man. Yeah. And he said, sure. Here's 3 million pounds. Huh. Just, and then they, all he wanted was a brief cameo, and he was in it for. I don't even think I literally. Saw I him. went and rewound after I read this. It's like a blink and you miss it kind of moment in the scene where like Brian is walking um, back into the city gates and people are like following him, like "Hey, bless my baby, whatever." Mm-hmm. Um, and he had the only word he had to say was "hello," but apparently it was too scouse, like it sounded too Liverpudlian. And so one of the Monty Python boys uh, dubbed over it. So it's not even his voice saying hello. Because he sounded... <laughs> Way too Liverpool. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Isn't that funny? But you so would think that would mean as hell. You would think that'd be like a selling point because it's like... The, Be- the Beatles. Harrison. The four most famous people to ever come from Liverpool. Like, they, yeah. they, ma- they put that accent on the map. So Yeah, like, just let them talk the way they talk. Did you ever watch that George Harrison documentary that Martin Scorsese made? No, I haven't yet. It's like... So long, but so good. Dude, George is my favorite. <clears throat> After watching that, I think 
I still think I like Paul the best, but um, George is my second favorite, easily, handily. George and Paul are kind of always in an arms race for favorite for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but I man, do George really Harrison. like Wings, man. Yeah. Wings is really good. It's good. Yeah. I know. Paul's like still out here. He's got like a very untortured relationship with his creativity, which I love to see. You yeah. know? He seems pretty chill about many things. Yeah. And he doesn't seem to be like... Oh, my creative genius compels me to have to do stuff. He's just yeah. like, well, here's 12 songs I wrote. Yeah. Hope you guys like them. That's Dolly Parton's like, the same way. Yes. They're still out here just making music, mm-hmm. doing their thing. Acting like it's nothing at all. And they don't have to do that. No. Class. Dolly she doesn't have to do busy. this. I think she's one of those people who, like, she's like, if I stop moving, I'm going to die. You know? I think that's, like, definitely the case with both of them. she's like, like... She appears in Hallmark movies and stuff. Yes. Like, yeah. It's weird. I know. And, like, um, during, like, the lockdown initial mm-hmm. of everything, she did, like, these weekly read-aloud things for kids where she would read songs from her um, imagination library, and they'd be, like, animated and everything. It was so cute. Yeah, but it was, man. like, a live thing you could watch with your kids, and Tig loved it. Wow. wow. Yeah. What a cutie. She just stayed busy. <coughs> I think that's important. Yep. I agree. You ask me. Mm-hmm. That's important. Um, so, yeah. Anyways, this um, this movie is a crisp 93 minutes. Yep. Uh, and that includes an extensive opening credit. God, it was long, so wasn't it? So long. And um, it's... Uh, apparently, it was, like, banned in a whole bunch of countries in Europe. Like, Italy banned it for decades. Huh. Um so I think I had, like, always heard that it was, like, oh, it's a sacrilegious movie or whatever. It's, like, so not. It's actually not at all. Like, at all. I just think that maybe a lot of Christians are, like, really uptight about any time Jesus' image is evoked at all in a film. Yeah. But it's, like, they, the guys from Monty Python were, like, you know, when we started writing this, like, they, it, it kind of evolved. They started with, like, one goofy concept about a guy named Brian and then... And then he was going to be a disciple, and then they landed on, like, no, he's just the sort of, like, fail son next door, Mm -hmm. you know? And um, they were like, we knew from the beginning that even though, like, they're all atheist or agnostic, Mm -hmm. they're like, we're not great fans of organized religion at all. But, like, when you read what Jesus had to say, like, there's nothing objectionable about it or something that we would be, we would want to make fun of. Like, it was all... You know, that's all very good stuff that he said. So we're kind of going to make fun of the culture mm-hmm. of all of this. And, but man, it was, it was goofy. It was very goofy. It was goofy, man. Um, some of the jokes certainly don't land not, so, so softly on modern ears. Not quite. Mm-hmm. I would say that's a good way to word that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I At the beginning when they were all playing women... I was like, wait, is this like a Shakespearean rule where y'all can't hire an actual woman? And then later, finally, yeah. they had, like, of course, because they needed boobies. But right. like, right. Yeah. It's true. And it's so funny what their impression of a woman is like. It's just like a, yeah, a shrieking shrew. Right. You know? <laughs> yeah. Like, oh the, my God. <laughs> every one of their impressions of women was always like, y'all know how women are just sort of like, ah! <laughs> constantly sort of up in the highest register. Yeah. <laughs> Man. Um, I don't think that I could have named 
more than three of these boys. I don't and then today I read all their Wikipedias. Well, just the personal life section, obviously. I still have to look up who actually played Brian because he was not... <laughs> Graham Chapman. He wasn't as much in Flying Circus, was he? I think he was like Arthur in it, but I'm not positive. But like I knew Eric Idle and John Cleese and Terry Gilliam. I think I only knew Eric Idle and John Cleese. Okay. Because Terry Gilliam did, like, other things, though. He did, I think he did the thing um, that was, like, uh, Heath Ledger's last movie, The Imaginarium of Dr. Parnassus. I think he directed that. Yes. I didn't know he wrote the screenplay to Brazil. That's interesting. Um, But Michael Palin and Terry Jones. Oh, Time Bandits. Craig loved that. Oh. Is that a Terry Gilliam property? Yes. Okay. Um, But, yeah, like, those other two, I was like, uh, but Michael Palin, I think, is my favorite. Oh, okay. In terms of reading about them as people. And also because he was the cutest boy. Like, if I'd been, like, a, a comedy girl in the 70s, I'd have been like, he is so cute. Yeah, but let, like, me, let me see this one. Michael um, Palin. He was the one that played the, like, emperor, the governor that had the, like, this, my friend, biggest dickus. You thought he was the cutest? Yeah. Oh, after, no way. I also, well, my initial thought was Eric Idle, and I think I've said this before. Um, who was yours? Well, I remember thinking Eric Idle was cute was it his long hair. Yes, yeah. Um, but uh, John Cleese was the cutest as a young man. Oh, I disagree. You don't think so? I yeah, I don't think so. But I also think that's because um, I find him to be maybe one of the more irksome ones as an old adult himself. Yeah, like he just sort of I don't know. He I think he's like kind of turfy in the way that a lot of like. British feminists are where they're like yeah they're like this is the feminist line actually is to like not believe or trust trans women um which is such a weird I don't know a weird cultural difference between the Brits and the U.S. like and how what the like broadly accepted feminist thought is of things but anyways he also like signed the Roman Polanski letter in 2009 oh I didn't know that yeah so I'm like "Mm, but you're on thin ice with me yeah, I um, guess I, I just truly don't know anything about any of them. Okay, yeah. I knew that they were all, um, I thought they were all atheists. Apparently some of them are just agnostic. Mm-hmm. Um, but Eric Idle was like, I'm an atheist, but I don't like the term atheist because there's so many annoying people that are atheists. Yeah, So just um, shading Ricky Gervais. Yeah, basically. Um, that's, what, that's the only thing I knew about all of them. But, um, and that like they were all kind of like vaguely politically active um apparently graham chapman was one of the very first publicly openly gay celebrities and so he was like a like an early voice in that you know yeah arena in the uk um but michael palin seems like he's just you know had a steady life working with like other comedians apparently he was like voted number 30 in in um a comedians comedian survey that was like sent around to like a bunch of people in the British comedy world. Like, he's, like, beloved. Yeah. Like, other comedians love him. And he married his wife when he was 23, and they've, they're still married. Oh, you love to hear that. Yeah. So, they got three kids and a bunch of grandkids. Like, look at him. He's a cutie. Yeah, I guess he looks better there. I just didn't think he was cute at all in this movie. And that's... Oh primarily what I'm looking for. Oh, yeah. In this movie, I don't think I would have, you know, I just was like, let me just Google all these boys' personal lives and sort of see what they're up to. Yeah. Huh. But anyways, yeah. I guess I just, I don't know if I am going to do the research on this, but maybe. I just feel like I, you know, 
there's some names that get tossed around about Monty Python that I'm always like, is that one? That's, That's the non-Eric Idol one? Any one of them could be here now, and I wouldn't yeah. know. <laughs> Which one is Although, he? Although, I can't remember... Was Did Dad see one of them at the airport one time? Mm. Maybe. Or was it me? <laughs> it, I don't know. I miss... It, it might have been Dad. <coughs> Boy, we should ask him about that, because I bet he's got a story. I bet he does. And make a meal out of it. Yeah, well, you better... So I'm tying my some... shoe, okay? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um, man, no. Uh, but I I like Monty Python. I, I think that they're, they're a very silly... Goofy. Goofy little crew. Um, I'm glad that I finally saw the origin of uh, always look on the bright side Man, of I life. wondered if that joke was still going to hit the same, and it does. It's, it's really still very silly. Yeah. Very silly. It, it's actually, like, there's some pretty interesting shots in this movie, yeah. too. Yeah. Like, that, that was a wildly angled scene, you yes. know? They, at first when I was watching this, I thought it was going to just be a bunch of, like, um, unrelated like, like non sequiturs yeah like unrelated like vignettes yeah and that's sort of what it seems like for the first three or four of them and then you start to see the through line like the old man that's about to get stoned like yeah. ends up in their little like leftist group where there's like all kinds of infighting and yes yeah man i just that I thought it was part goofy i was like fun. wow i can't I can't believe it's always been like this. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It felt really on the nose and like very well observed, I thought. Yeah. Like, and then, when, then when I thought about it more, I was like, of course it's always been like this. Yeah. Of course. <laughs> of yeah. course. Yes. Oh my gosh. But um, yeah, the only people we hate more than the Romans are the Palestinian whatever front. It was, oh, the, it was the Judea. Oh, Judea. No, yeah, yeah, they were like, we're the we're the Judean people's front, not the people's front of Judea. Like, we hate yes. the people's front of Judea. Whatever. I think it was the other way around, but... Man, you know, this was a period piece. It was a period piece. It we a, technically did it. What we wanted to do was lighten the mood after the aviator. We did the a little aviator was a, a little bit heavy, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. What and are we I, watching though? I don't know. God, like what? I don't know. Let's <laughs> feels take like a pause. No, feels like no one wants to put out a period piece anymore. Know? I think there's actually loads of them, but let's go see what's on the things. Okay. All right. After a brief discussion, we've landed on Walk the Line. Mm-hmm. I can't believe we haven't done it yet. It's funny. I keep thinking about it, and it keeps coming up in other weird little ways. You were into this movie. I loved this. Another one I bought on DVD. You sure from did. the year 2005. I associate this with Molly culture, this for is, sure. Well, this is for sure, like, uh, it's giving the giant horse outside of P.F. Chang's. Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. This girl gets it. <laughs> <laughs> Because that's what you would see on your way in to the Barnes and Noble to buy yeah. an underground film DVD. Yeah, of course. Underground films such as Walk the Walk Line. The line. <laughs> Academy Award winner. Yeah, Walk the line. but that was like, you know, what you were going to get. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Um, anyways, I'm excited to watch it again. I haven't seen it in years. Yeah, I think it'll be good. All right. Well, until next week, watch it or don't, but join us back. Bye. Bye. Bye.